Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Holy cow, are we in for a treat today. So for those of you that came to Social Profit Lab earlier in 2023, you had the opportunity of hearing today's guest. She gave an amazing presentation all about growing your business, growing your social media presence without having to really worry about how many followers you have, not worrying about the tens of thousands of followers, but how you can grow and nurture your audience and grow your business and use social media as that marketing tool, regardless of having a huge audience or as she likes to call it, a tiny audience. So I am sitting down with Ina Coveney today. Again, she is a business coach. She's the host of the Global Phenomenon podcast. She helps up and coming online coaches monetize their tiny audience through organic lead generation strategies before they invest the time and the money in audience growth. Ina is one of my favorite people. I love following her over on social media. She's so genuine. And again, her presentation at Social Profit Lab was amazing. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for this conversation. We've had it like on the books (laughs) since like Social Profit Lab. (laughs) So um, I'm really glad that we're able to finally make this, this episode happen. Thanks so much for being here. I know, me too. And thank you so much for having me, Katie. I have been really looking forward to this. And your social profit lab summit. I mean, my, like my hat goes off to you. I know <laughs> how much work those things can be and you really pulled it off and it was an incredible lineup. It was an incredible turnout. I mean, really congratulations on that. That, that must have been amazing. It was, it was a blast. And, you know, it was, if it wasn't for speakers like you showing up, I mean, like that's what made it so much fun. But I want to, you know, one of the things that, that you talk about regularly, you know, is not worrying about how many followers you have, that it's just another vanity metric. And I love this so much about you because one of the things that I see so often with a lot of my clients that will come on uh, and prior they've worked either by themselves or they've been doing social media and they've outsourced it to, uh, you know, overseas and the very, they say, oh, well, my last social media person, they, they just bought us 2,000 followers just to get us started. Did they, or or we, we, we went ahead and we, we did this just to get us started. And I'm like, oh, What's no, <laughs> no, why, why would you do that? And so it's really like having to work that much harder when you purchase an audience and you, you found your soapbox and you've been standing on it and shouting about it that, you can have a very successful business with a small social media following. So before we dive into that, let's just talk a little bit about what it is. I mean, you have the Global Phenomenon podcast. You help business owners. What got you to starting your own business and making it your mission to help business owners realize they don't need to have tens of thousand followers 
in order to have a successful presence. We're going way back then. Uh, <laughs> way back. I'm going to say like, I didn't start, I didn't wake up one day and say, I think tiny audiences are sexy. <laughs> so let's talk about tiny audiences. That's what people want to hear about, right? Like, no, Ina, people want to hear about 10K, 100K followers. Like, that's what people want to hear about. Uh, and I know that. I know that. This is not the sexiest topic to be talking about. But I got myself into a whole lot of trouble chasing that vanity metric. I started my business like way back, like 10 years ago, like 12 years ago, 12 years ago, <laughs> um, just making websites on the side for people. Right. And I was just, you know, making a little side money while I had my corporate job. Then um, when I had my second son, when I had James, that was almost six years ago, um, I went to my, on, in maternity leave and I started just looking for something else to do. That story is just a complete mess of why I decided to leave my job ultimately. I, I just tell people, I just got screwed over for the last time and I just could not take it anymore. So when I decided to branch out and do my thing, my and I got myself a business coach. I'm like, okay, what do I do? It's like, okay, who do you want to talk to? What do you want to teach? I'm like, well, I make websites, so let's teach websites, right? And I'm just here trying to figure out, okay, where is this audience? And why is my audience not growing to 5,000 people? And why is it staying so small? And I'm here like struggling, like, why is my audience not growing, right? And while that's happening in my head, at the same time, I am getting, you know, at first I was getting website clients and then I started to get coaching clients and then I started to get coaching clients for whom I would make their website. And then I created a program around it. And then, so I started to make money and get clients while at the same time, my head hadn't really caught up to that fact yet. So my head was still stuck in, why is my audience so small? And why am I not making the waves that I should be making right now? So it wasn't until I got myself into into this situation where I basically ran out of money while I was still working with a coach. I had just had the most successful, like financially successful year of my entire business. I made the most money ever. And I found myself at the end of the year, not being able to pay my coach because I was out of money. And then I started to realize that, you know what? I got, I got like super mad when that happened. I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like, I, where did my money go? And it was going to these, you know, courses and programs to try to grow the audience. But my audience was still small. By the end of that year, my audience had not cracked a thousand followers yet. And I had just hit a hundred thousand dollars in total revenue in my business. And I'm like, this is silly. This is, this is insane. Has anybody else realized that they could just be making money and keeping it right without continuing to chase that metric? So that's when my message started to change because I started to realize that the clients for whom I had been making websites, I realized that wasn't really the first thing they needed in their business. And I say it to this day, I'm a website person and I still tell people like your website is not the first thing you're going to need. Right. But back then, I was, you know, I'm like, hey, you think you need a website? I can make websites, pay me and I'll make your website. I was just making money off of it. And then I realized, I'm like, you know what? 
what you need is to get clients. If you want your business to grow, you need to learn how to get clients. You know, one thing that I have been doing without even realizing it is getting clients regardless of the size of my audience. And that's when my message started to shift. It took me about, if we took like nitty gritty business marketing, it took me about a year to land into that final messaging of, hey, get clients with a tiny audience. And that's when I really saw that get traction. I'm like, ah, because throughout the year, I was describing it in different ways, right? Because I had figured it out. So I was kind of teaching a little bit about like, I had a masterclass called the secret of the five minute sales call. Uh, Because that's really like what it is, is, and I'm going to tell you what the secret of the five minute sales call was, is to actually know people and to get them to know what your offer is before you even get on the sales call. By the time you get on the sales call, they're already bought in. They're just there as a formality to ask for the checkout link. That's the secret of the five minute sales call. So I started really like massaging that, that message until I finally landed on this one. And this is what, this is kind of what like stuck and what has resonated. But really the, the spirit of it is if you're out there trying to get clients while trying to grow the audience and you're only really looking at the audience growth as a metric and you keep wondering why your business is not growing, then I'm going to encourage you on this. What I tell everybody, just stop trying to grow your audience. Just like pause for a second, right? I'm not, I'm not vilifying large audiences. I want a large audience, please. I want a large audience tomorrow, right? Please give me a large audience. But in the meantime, why don't we just press pause on that and really figure out how to monetize the audience that you already have? Because once that happens, as you get more people, you'll know how to turn them into clients, right? Rather than, you know, I've had literally like so many people come to me and say, okay, Ina, I grew my audience. Now what? And I'm like, I don't know. Who are these people? Why mm-hmm. did they join you? What, what was resonating with them? Did, yeah. did they know what your offer was? Have you been talking about an offer? Right. It's people who are like, now I have over a hundred thousand followers. And now what do I do? I'm like, you're going to have to go back to learn how to monetize the audience that you already have. And guess what? That's yeah. something you can do without having a hundred thousand followers. So it's kind of like, where everything started and where it landed me. And I just, I get back on my soapbox quick and fast because I'm like, well, it's, it's, it's a great, so it, it's a great soapbox to be on because it's something that is people who are in the industry. So someone like me, like I have a hundred thousand followers on Clubhouse, but I'm not on Clubhouse anymore. I don't know who is still on Clubhouse anymore, right. but I mean, like I have all those people, but meh. And, and this is where it, it can get easy to follow, to fall into the trap of, oh, well, I just want to have more followers. And I, and I see it time and time again of, well, if, if I don't have a lot of followers, will people think that I'm a real business? Right. And, 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 and I guess what, what do you say to people that they, that say that, that where they're like, oh, I just need to have at least X amount of followers so people take me seriously? Yeah. Um, I hear that all the time. And I just encourage you to think about that as not a statement of fact. That's something that you feel like that is true because Instagram, these apps, the people that bubble up to the top, the people who are showing up like all the time in your feed, inevitably is going to be people with larger audiences, right? It's almost like, we like out of sight, out of mind. We don't see 
successful entrepreneurs with small audiences out there simply because if they're not getting the big numbers, the apps are just not going to prioritize their content, right? It's really hard to break through the noise when you have a small audience because your engagement numbers are going to be lower, right? That's just a matter of fact. So in order to grow your audience exponentially, you need to go viral, which means that you have to create an insane amount of content and hope that one of them goes viral, right? Like, what if we just get off of that mentality, right? Like, literally, the reason anybody feels that way is because that's all you're seeing through your eyeballs. What if I told you that there are plenty of successful entrepreneurs out there who have small audiences? You just, you're just not going to see them, but you got to find them. I'm one of them. Start following me right now, right? They are out there. I interviewed someone for my podcast, and when I was researching her, I saw that she only had like 5,000 followers on Instagram. And I thought to myself like, Oh, what a bummer, right? Like, oh, this is not a big person. <laughs> I get her on the call. She makes millions of dollars a year. And I'm like, I am the audience, the small audience person. I should have known that. I should have known better. But apps are feeding us a story that is only half of the story. There are, oh my gosh, s- right? so true. Yes. Yes. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> The apps are only feeding us half the story. So whenever you find yourself thinking that way, feeling that way, encourage yourself like, you know what, let me when I'm browsing through my reels, when I'm browsing through my TikTok and you see those reels that only have like three likes and two comments, press like press on that person's account. And see what they have going on and see what they're doing right. See if, if they're one of the people doing it right. Right. So give those accounts a chance so you can start feeding your brain information that is actually going to help you right now. Yeah. I, I, it's so true. The vanity metrics, the van, and that we, we call them the vanity, the how many likes did you, did this get? How many followers? How many views? Yeah. Because that's all public facing. Right. And that's stuff that, I can go and look at, you can go and look at, anyone can go and look at. But there's a, there's a metric that I look at that is, that I feel is the most important. I know you have one that you feel is the most important. And let, before we, before we talk about mine, what engagement, what sort of metric should people be using and looking at to make sure that what they're doing is right, that it is resonating with their audience, that they aren't just creating content just to create content that it is moving the needle. If we're telling people not to look at the followers and look at the likes and and look at the views, what metric do you think that they should be looking at? What a great question. The answer is the number of conversations that you're getting to each week. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this very plainly. Because people ask me all the time, it's like, Ina, but people are not engaging with my content. I'm like, welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> even, even large audiences, like large audience accounts are having trouble with engagement. Like, I see this all the time. Like, people who have 600,000 followers and they come on stories and tell you, so engagement has been low lately. I'm like, no kidding, <laughs> right? Like, gee, seriously? So you're always going to complain about the lack of engagement from other people. What you want to do is take charge of engagement yourself. So don't come and tell me my people are not engaging with me because I'm going to turn it back around like a mama. And I'll be like, what are you doing? 
Are you engaging with other people? Are you getting into conversations? And getting into conversations is tricky because people are like, oh, Ina is saying that I need to cold message people. Not at all. If there is one thing that I don't do is cold message people because I get cold messaged all the time. And how many times a week do I have to click the delete all on my requested messages? Hey, girl. <laughs> and I do it unapologetically. I I don't even care. I'm like, delete all. Like, I don't have time to subject myself to your sales script. I just can't. So you have to respect people's time. But since we're living in an online world, we got to figure out a way to actually make connections with people online, right? And uh, like, so how are we going to do that? And you got to figure out that way. And, you know, this is not something I, like with my clients. I'm like, hey, here's an entire training on how to do this. Right? Like I have an entire training for people to learn how to have genuine conversations online. But that's really one of the best skills that you can learn is how to meet people online the way that you would meet people in the real world, in a really genuine way, in a connection-based way. Um, I have clients who tell me like, well, Ina, but I I don't really want to message everybody who's in my followers list. I'm like, who said that you have to do that, right? There are people who are following you who have nothing to do with you, really. Um, you know, I, I call, I used to, delete people from my followers list. I don't do that anymore. It's not a practice that I recommend for anybody, but I was really curious to know how many people were actually good followers, like good connections versus people who weren't in my followers list. So up until I got to like 1500 followers and right now I have 2,400. So up until 1500, I was deleting people and it was mostly like dudes looking for love, right? I'm like, if you are a man and you don't have a business, you have no business following me, right? Like, what what conversation are we going to have? Like, this is not going to be a thing. So, like, they would get deleted. Or companies, right? Like, if anybody's, like, following, they're not, you know, like, but companies that sell carpets. Like, I yeah. Love you. Thank you for following. But, like, you're not going to be like my people. So, like, I would just delete them. And I just want everybody to get this out of that exercise is that, 30% of the accounts that were following me were getting deleted. So if you've never done that kind of cleanup, which like I said, I'm not, it's not like I'm recommending it to anybody. I don't think it doesn't help you. It's not going to help the algorithm. It's not going to do anything for you. It was mostly just an exercise for me to see like what was real and what wasn't. Just take that number away that if you've never cleaned up your account, remember that 30% are going to be just bad accounts. Just, just or bought or yeah. bot accounts. Bot. Like it's yeah. going to be dudes. It's going to be like, like people who are just not your people. So do that math in your head. And then with that 70%, realize that they could be your ideal client. And now it's a matter of figuring out, okay, who and how to start conversations with them so they can get to know you and you can get to know them. But that, that's really the metric. So I went down a complete tangent because I could talk about this for ages, but like for years. But, uh, yeah, the metric you're looking at is how many DM conversations you're having per week. And I think that one of the biggest things for those DM conversations is, is you don't just slide into anyone's DMs and start sending voice messages or, right. or video. Me I mean, like I, me personally, like I have a hard time with voice messages. Like I have two little girls, like it's a lot easier for me to just sit and look at something really quick, read a message than it is for me to listen to your four minute voice message telling me all right. about why you started your business, what it is that you do, how you, I mean, it, uh, 
I don't have time for that. So voice messages for me aren't aren't the the best tactic. I know that a lot of people like the voice message and the DMs, but I mean, how are you having these DM conversations with people without them feeling like, whoa, hold up. Who are you? Why are you in my, my inbox here? This like, I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like there's a number of ways that you can get into someone's D the DMs are where the magic happens. Like, let's be real. The DMs are right. where the magic happens. LinkedIn is trying to ruin that for all of us. But oh my God, LinkedIn. <laughs> can somebody please do something about LinkedIn? Like I can't. I know. Like I, I went through the other day and went through my, my inbox on LinkedIn. I had stuff all the way back to March because I don't check my inbox anymore. It's so full of people I don't know sliding into my DMs and trying to sell to me. And I exactly. feel like that is like somebody, you go into a networking event and someone just throwing a business card at you and then turning <laughs> around and walking away. That right. is the same way. I'm, I'm like, I don't know who you are. Why Why do I want this? Right. You know, I, I want to get to know you. Are you the person I want to give my money to? Yeah. So what do you recommend for having those type of conversations in the DMs? I'm going to give you the trick of a lifetime. If anybody's listening right now, like stop your car and write this down. Okay. The way that you have conversations, you can initiate conversations without it being like that and without being deleted is when you are not the one that started the conversation. So what does that mean? You know, we just talked about like you taking initiative. How are you supposed to start a conversation without you starting the conversation? By being someone who is responding to their trigger. They need to start the conversation, but that doesn't mean that they slide into your DMs. They started a conversation by posting on their stories, by posting on their feed, by commenting on your stuff, by posting a great reel. They started a conversation. All you're doing is continuing that conversation. So if somebody posts a reel that I think is amazing, which by the way, this is super key, because when it comes to genuine engagement, it actually has to be genuine. Like, I'm not here telling you like cookie cutter practices yeah, and like techniques. Like the three heart emojis, the three fire emojis. Those, that's not a genuine engagement. You got to actually feel genuinely connected to that content. It can't be just like, oh, Katie just posted a reel about her horseback riding. And I really don't know anything about horses. And like... You know, I actually don't really like horses. Like I'm, I'm like forcing myself to, to connect with that content. If I don't connect with that content, then it's not any, a genuine connection, right? So skip way past those things that don't connect with you, right? Cause that's not going to be genuine. It's going to be forced and they're going to know it and they're going to feel it because it's just not going to be natural. But if Katie posted a picture of her daughters and their birthdays and they, you know, they were opening a present and I'm like, wow, that's the same thing that I gave to one of my sons. Like, right. I could totally, I would feel completely in my right to continue that conversation, to leave her a comment, to send her a DM and be like, oh my God, that's exactly the same little car that I just got my son and he went nuts for it. What would Katie say to that? It, it's a normal conversation starter. It's you connecting. Exactly. Being, looking at the picture of the car and saying, by the way, did you know that this is what I do? It right. looks like exactly. you can help with that, Katie. Like, Wait exactly. a second. Exactly. Exactly. And that is, 
that is kind of like part two of this is that, yes, I just came up with an amazing conversation starter, but I can't. It's, it's imperative that I don't have a hidden agenda for this conversation. Because genuine conversation, like if I, if I go and I meet you at a party, I don't have like my business card in my back pocket and like, I'm just here nervous wondering when I can bring it up. Right. <laughs> like, no, I'm just like, Hey, so how did you get here? How do you know Rob? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. the best. Oh, we went to college together. You just have a normal conversation. So the next question is like, okay. So like part one is like continue a conversation that someone started. Right. Part two, throw away the hidden agenda. Nobody wants it. Nobody cares for it. And you're robbing yourself of actually having a genuine connection with this person, right? And part three really is letting go of any, of any idea that this is going to be an ideal client for you because it could not be true. If you've never had a conversation with this person, it's very likely that, you know, 80% chance they're not your ideal client, but there's a very good, it's a hundred percent chance that they could be someone in your life. Yeah. You just don't know what that is yet, right? They could just be a great business mentor. They could be a great just entrepreneurial buddy, right? They could be a great travel partner. They could be just a, a shoulder to cry on. Like you don't know this person. So having that intention that I'm going to sign them as a client, nobody wants that energy in a conversation. No. So. Yeah, you just get to know people. With a small audience, I just can't afford to annoy 90% of the people that I come in contact with. It's got to be genuine and it's really got to come from the heart. If I don't feel it, I don't engage with you. Like, period. I have nothing to say in this conversation. Does that make yeah. sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think that this is one of the, 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 be the things that people are missing. Because yeah. when you're creating a lot of content and hoping for that that viral post or that viral video. And this is how I'm going to get all the clients. And this is how I'm going to get all the followers and everything's going to be amazing once I have that one magic post. But that's not really how the magic of social media works. It's right. in creating connections and creating conversations. I mean, if you think about how we all started on Facebook back when we had walls before the feed even existed, what were we doing? We were showing up. I'd go and enter in your name. I'd say, what is Ina doing? I'm going to go over there and I'm going to leave a comment on her wall. The wall. I was talking to you. Yeah. I was making a connection. And that's what we've lost with social media in a world of, you know, 10 second videos and 2.3 seconds to get somebody to have the hook go out and get somebody to watch the full thing. I mean, we're just creating and it's no different than turning on the TV anymore. Exactly. Really, it, it's it's what you just laid out of building connection, having conversations. It, borders don't matter anymore. You know, I'm here in Denver. You know, you're well, I mean, right now you're on the East Coast. So soon you'll, you know, dream of Florida. But I mean, like, <laughs> this is where like it doesn't matter. You know, like it's, it's lunchtime for you. It's, you know, still, I'm still haven't had my breakfast yet. It's, it's <laughs> over here, but I mean, this is where, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can have these incredible connections. You can find clients, you can do business anywhere, but you have to start with the genuine conversation and not just be focusing in on who can I sell to today? 
It doesn't matter on the amount of followers you have if you're making those connections on a regular basis. And you really got to think about before the internet. And I hate to take you back like the the caveman, right? Like prehistoric. I remember ages. doing DOS commands. Yeah, you know, right? DOS backslash. backslash way you back, know? <laughs> way back when, like I was working at a company that had like five people in it, and they were making millions of dollars a year. And their whole business model, their whole uh, business development was based on networking and was based on connections, right? Before the internet happened, there were such thing as multi-million dollar consulting firms, right? It was all based on networking. It was all based on reputation. That's something that as a small audience entrepreneur, if I don't have a big audience, right? It's all about the networking, the connecting, the who am I friends with now? Who can I like, you know, who can I go hang out with? And I really make more genuine connections than you would with just having a large audience, like a sea of people that are following you and, you know, hanging on to your every word or not, because apparently engagement is low for everybody, right? <laughs> it's a lot better. It feels a lot better at the end of the day when you're able to connect with someone really genuinely and you really want to help them or they can really help you. Um, those are really the connections that I just, that I take home and that I can take to the bank too, because that's really how my business grows is through genuine connections. It's, it's all, it really does come out, come down to, to who, you know, what connections can you make? What referrals can you make? I mean, not everyone is an ideal client, but if you're making those, those conversations with other power partners, who can you refer leads back and forth to? That's, that's the power of social media right there. And it's not about how many followers you have. You don't have to worry about the views, the likes, the stuff, the vanity metrics that anyone can see. It's the behind the scenes stuff that you talked about on this episode here today. I, you know, Ina, this has been such a great conversation. You have your global phenomenon podcast. I mean, I follow you over on Instagram. Uh, where can people connect with you and learn more about you and what it is that you do? Yeah, I, I am on Instagram every day. I'm going to tell you, but I'm, I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes. My Instagram name is Ina Coveney. It ends in EY. People forget that it ends in EY. So <laughs> Ina Coveney. And um, I, I'm going to tell you, check stories. That's where I hang out every day. That's where I come and not just give you the tips, but show you the behind the scenes of what's happening uh, and really give you more inspiration to see like what a small audience entrepreneur is actually doing and, and how to, um, how to do all of these things that we talked about today. I, I just gave another tip on stories yeah. today. So definitely go and be checking the stories. And, um, yeah, we have lots of things going on, especially for small audience entrepreneurs. So stick around. Uh, we have, um, you know, we have our very first in-person retreat happening in October and I am so excited about it. I'm heading to Florida. Like you said, like the dream for me is to live in like the East coast, Florida. And I set up a retreat house where it's going to be a really intimate group of women who are just want to get out, not the way that they come in, right? We're going to really elevate our visibility because that's really one thing that I, I talk about all the time is that audience growth and visibility are two completely different things. And when you have a small audience, visibility is where your clients are going to come from. But if you have been doing 
audience growth tactics to try to get visibility or the other way around, you're really missing the mark here. So uh, in this retreat, we're going to solve that. We're going to get amazing. ourselves the visibility that is going to really make for an, an, an amazing 2024. So anyway, you're going to be hearing more about that, but follow on Instagram and check stories. Amazing. And listen to your podca- podcast, the Global Phenomenon Podcast. Uh, you know, you've had some some guests that I've had here on Rocky Mountain Marketing, but you've had Brock Johnson, Subi Zimmerman, and uh, Alex Sanfilippo, just to name a few. So be sure to check out Ina's podcast as well. Ina, thank you so much for being on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. This is such a great conversation. And I keep stay on that soapbox because more entrepreneurs need to hear this message. It's not about the amount of followers that you have. It's the amount of conversations that are being made. That's right. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you for giving me the soapbox over a soapbox to talk about this. Um, and really, I, I wish you all the success because I see you really making waves. Um, and I, I was so, so honored to have been featured in your summit. So really, thank you so much. You're doing so many great things for entrepreneurs out there. I am so grateful to you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.